0: This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time it's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hi, hamsters. You are going to hear a little difference in the sound quality this week because I am recording from Cape Coral, Florida, where my boyfriend's dad and his stepmom live in this beautiful, beautiful home. They have an infinity pool, which is just something I used to see in movies and magazines and be like, one day I'm going to have an infinity pool. I just think they're so cool. The little kid in me comes out when I see them and they have one and so it's just been a delight to I've, I'm actually working quite a bit with so many hipsters right now as I am maxed out you guys heard last week on a wait list and so I've been inside quite a bit even though we're here all day but I get to look outside at this infinity pool and it just brings me so much joy. So anyway, I am recording without my podcast equipment, but c'est la vie, and it's such a beautiful thing that technology allows us to continue to work and live and deliver amazing value to everyone that we love and that everyone that needs it. You can tune in and you could just hear all this goodness that I'm about to drop for you in a little bit and uh, from, from anywhere in the world. So super cool anyway before we get to the topic of the day we gotta do our shout out for the hapster of the week and drumroll please because this is about to be the very first time that i have had a repeat hapster as a hapster of the week but i could not ignore all that she is doing so the hapster of the week this week is lauren degolia And Lauren, you might recognize that name because she was on the podcast a handful of weeks ago. She is an astrologer and she is a coach as well. And she really mixes that practical with the woo and she takes you to a whole new level. She has been in the thick of it, like all the technology issues that could happen happened her kajabi totally wiped her entire course or her entire landing page rather um and so many of the things that she's been working on uh haven't this the seas have not been in her favor we'll call it right so a lot of unexpected and undesirable circumstances but you know what hasn't been undesirable her thoughts and feelings Oh my goodness. I couldn't be prouder of how connected Lauren is to her future where all of her results are as good as done. And we've been talking about this deeply in our sessions. And I just know that she is practicing it when we're not in our sessions now, some of my clients will want to tell me like, yeah, you know, like I've been working on it. i really been trying to think this. We don't try to think things. We either practice giving them airtime in our brain or we don't. And you know how you can know if you're practicing believing something or if you believe it, they show up in your results. They show up, they manifest in your world. Actu- actually, your thoughts become things and I can see there's no, she doesn't have to explain to me what she's been thinking because I can see it in her results. I'm just, it's been so fun. Cause I can see that the circumstances have been like circumstances always are just like scattered and inconsistent. Some that we like some that we don't like. And she just has been like, Nope, I'm dialed in and this is happening anyway. And we're just going to move right on. And this is totally perfect circumstance. And I'm the perfect person to handle this. And she's been plowing through straight to her future self and calling it all in. And she's got a, uh, a pop sugar article that has been coming her way. And she, she had maxed out her readings, uh, last month after, uh, she set a goal and she just crushed it. And she's been dialed into receiving lately, but it's not an accident. You know, I don't, fully connect with some of the woo sayings that discredit the process of thoughts to feelings, to actions, to results. But there is that little bit of space between the actions and the results that I also say is that let go, that space where you let go of what you cannot control and you let the receiving happen. You let the co-creation of those results happen with all the the factors of maybe some other people or clients or things that you can't really see come into play. And Lauren has been doing that in spades. So it's been so fun to watch her and, and receive the, the messages that I get every couple of days of just something fun that I'm not even surprised by anymore with her. Um, when, you're, when your thoughts are that dialed in, it's just really a matter of time. It's a matter of the math catching up with your beliefs. Uh, I say this all the time. And so uh, that's really happening for Lauren. And it's just been a pleasure to be witnessed too. So thank you, Lauren, for being an example to the hopsters of what's possible and being an example to me of uh, a reminder of, of how powerful the model can be when you, when you understand that the thoughts have to be there before the results are there, not the other way around. So congrats, Lauren. You guys can, of course, check her out and absolutely get a reading as well as join her summer solstice program if you are have always been curious about learning about uh, the the lunar cycle and how uh, the the moon and the stars really have a lot to do with uh, understanding a little bit more behind the circumstances so that you can set yourself up for six and know which parts of your strengths and your, and your weaknesses you should be focusing on as you're trying to uh, plow through in these next couple of months from solstice to equinox. So, um, yes, go and check her out. You can find her on laurendegolia.com or, uh, over at, uh, Lauren D underscore astrology. Uh, I hope I'm not messing this up because I'm actually not reading it. Jess, you should be more prepared. Yes, let's see. No, it's Lauren D. Dot Astrology on Instagram and, uh, and connect with her over there. All right. Awesome job, Lauren. So, okay, let's dive in. Today, we're going to be talking to you about something that came to me right before I was going to bed. Isn't that always the way? I was like going to bed and I'm just laying in bed with my eyes closed. And all of a sudden, I just got this flood of inspiration of thoughts that have really changed my life, especially over the last two to three years, Uh, thoughts that I've adopted and then practiced into firm belief that have been revolutionary for how I show up when things aren't going my way or when my brain in its natural state wants to uh, look for problems and be a little bit negative or worried or fearful, I think these foundational thoughts instead and they have changed the outcomes of in my life. So I wanna share them with you. Some of these, I have made into full episodes and some of them have, I will be making into full episodes, but some of these really are just simple thoughts that don't even need a whole episode. They just need a little bit of airtime. And I thought if, if someone comes in and they just want one quick episode, that's a good summary of some of the things that they could start practicing thinking to just get some massive, quick results or some massive shifts in how they feel so they can feel motivated to show up, this is the episode. Okay, so without further ado, let's talk about some foundational thoughts that will change your life forever. Number one, I have plenty of time. So this one, people resist quite a bit. (laughs) Have you ever met someone who just says this out loud? Like if you're like, oh, how's your day going? And have you ever heard someone being like, I just feel like I've, I've got plenty of time. I just have so much time, a luxurious amount of time to get everything I want to get done, done. <laughs> we you just punch them in the face? I get it. If you feel that way, because most of our brains want to tell us there's not enough time. There's too much to do and not enough time. And this was a thought that I offered to my very first client, it was something that I was just like, I keep hearing you say every session, probably every like 10 minutes, there's not enough time. I don't have enough time to get everything done. There's not enough time this week. you to say, but what if instead we just flip that thought to, I have plenty of time. First, your brain is going to resist it. It's going to say, no, that's not true, but just play for a split second. What if you just didn't know, because at the end of the day, even when I look back, usually I'm like, it's always gets done, right? Like whatever we need to get done, eventually it gets done and it works out. So isn't that the definition of enough time? If it wasn't enough, it just wouldn't get done. <laughs> so, um, and, and furthermore, we know the model your thoughts are going to drive, create those feelings that are going to allow you to take action. So if you want to be efficient in your a line where you're taking it, all the action, you're going to have to feel relaxed and an abundance of time or confident or focused or dialed in one of those feelings and you know what thought doesn't create those feelings. I don't have enough time. <laughs> So we're going to drop that one. And I want you to write these like on post-it notes and just put them everywhere so they can invade your subconscious. The first one is I have plenty of time. The truth is the more you practice this thought, the more it shows up in your reality. You have the same number of hours in the day as Beyonce or the president of the United States or whoever else you think is busier than you. Cause there's someone else out there that is right. That gets more done than you and not busier but that gets more done and i promise you that the thought there's not enough time will never create any productive action so we're just going to drop it and we're going to replace it with i have plenty of time because that is equally true both of them are just thoughts but if you're going to think one thought we want to think the one that's going to create the feelings that are going to serve us rather than the other way around so number one i have plenty of time number two they're confused. Um, this is my sassy thought that I love to use when somebody is not showing up or agreeing with or in line with the the way that I know that I want to live my life. So let's say, um, for example, you have a client who is just not agreeing with your policy, but you've fully decided, like, this is the policy, it makes sense for your business, and they just don't get it, and they're like, this isn't fair, you should really, you know, let me do this, I don't know, with COVID, there were a lot of things that people had to create policies to protect their business, let's say, um, in case someone was going to come in, give them money, a deposit for an event, and then want to cancel it with COVID, it's like, sometimes that business is already spent that money on their staff that is working on something, even if you don't get the actual event. So of course there needs to be policies for keeping the deposit. This is just one example. And if they come in and they don't agree with the policy, even though you've outlined it and you put it on and you feel integrity with that, this is fair. And it makes sense. You can either choose to think, Oh my gosh, this person, this kind of, such a a dick. <laughs> they're just such an ass. They are, they are rude and they don't get it. And I wish they would just, why didn't they read the policies? The policy is clear or like, they just don't get it. And we're resisting the reality of how they're feeling. We show up either A, defensively or B, offensively. And neither of those feelings are really going to serve us and help us show up as our best self, as a a business owner or as a human being really. And the goal is to always get closer and closer to your highest self and how you're showing up. So what I want to offer you is this thought of they're confused instead of they're an ass can really serve you because it helps you to just make it get it back to neutral. It's like, Oh, they're confused. They think the policy should be different because they have different thoughts about it. And they're focused on what they're losing out on. And they're upset because of their own thoughts, right? It doesn't have anything to do with me. They're just confused. Now I tell my clients all the time, this is kind of where it can end sometimes. Sometimes we can be like, oh, they're confused. Would we like to elaborate? Would we like to hear them out? We can show up with a little more compassion and curiosity for why they're so upset, or we can just leave it at and make room for people to be confused. The truth is people are confused all the time. People are confused about you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, for example. Some people just do not understand that Black lives matter does not mean that all lives don't matter. Right? And so we just want to make sure that we understand that when someone else disagrees with us and we really then look in and we look internally at what we what our policy is or what the dispute is and we still think that we're showing up in a way that we have decided is integrity with ourselves and with our business, then we get to make room for other people to be confused about it. Nothing's gone wrong. They're allowed to be confused. Like why are we pretending to be so shocked? People get confused about things. People have different thoughts. It has nothing to do with us. This thought will very quickly help you get out of resistance of other people being confused and then you turning into a version of yourself that you're not proud of. And instead it'll help you get closer to them and be, uh, be more grateful for, for, uh, the relationship and and be able to be compassionate and curious and, and get more connected to the humans instead of further away. Number two is they're confused. Number three is it's already done. And this one, it's fun because it's future focused. It's about, and I have talked about this on the podcast before, but it's about showing up in done energy. Uh, That's a term that uh, my coach Stacy uses all the time. She says, she calls it done energy. I love it. It's like, oh, I'm in done energy. I can feel it because it doesn't matter what the math says for me, if I'm looking at my numbers and I'm comparing them to my goals for the month, and it's not tracking, it's not adding up, I kind of will combine thought number two and thought number three. I'll use thought number two and I'll even say, oh, the math is confused. It's gotta catch up with my belief because the facts are it's already done in the future. This goal of hitting 25K in the month, it's done. So I guess, the math is confused and I just need to continue to show up at my highest self as if it's done. Like if it's confused, what else could I do to make sure that, you know, I, I'm showing up and and delivering for this, for this result, 25K. This helps you get back into that energy of not, um, scarcity and fear and worry. And it helps you not undermine the your belief in your capacity to achieve a goal just because a number isn't what you think it should be right until you hit the goal you're not at the goal just by definition that's how it works so there's no i've never seen a business that's just gone up in a straight line like even if you look at the stock market yeah when you zoom out way 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 out it looks like a line diagonally up but in general Your business is going to go up and down and your, your income and your clients and your goals, there's going to be dips and spikes and dips and spikes. And that's just how it goes. We don't know how exactly the line is going to go until it gets to that goal. So don't be delusional and think that something has gone wrong. Show up instead and decide it's already done. Thought number four, I am always doing the best I can with what I've got. I have had the most interesting conversation with my boyfriend about this, and I think just recently he finally got on board with this thought. I'll have to you'll you guys will have to ask him. <laughs> I'll I'll ask him if he if he's officially got on board with this. But I, I want to do a good job at explaining this thought, this thought. Okay, I'm always doing the best I can with what I've got. Now, this doesn't mean that we never make mistakes, quote unquote. This doesn't mean that we, once we do something one way, we want to keep doing it the same way forever, no matter what the results are. No, it just means that when you make a decision, we have our own back with this thought that, you know, I, this is the best decision that I could make at the time. And this is the best thing that I could have done with the thoughts and the feelings and the tools that I had at the moment. Now, there are some things that I've done in my life that my brain wants to tell me, you should have known better, or you did know better. You knew better than to make this error. However, when we are feeling a feeling, like for example, let's say I snap at my son. I don't want to snap at my son. So when I'm saying I always do the best I can with what I've got. It doesn't mean I'm not capable of not snapping at my son when I snap at him. It just means that in that moment, snapping would go in the A-line and I'm snapping because of what I'm feeling in that moment. And I'm feeling that feeling because of what I'm thinking in that moment. And when you're in that model, That is the best you can do in that moment. It doesn't mean that going forward, you can't look at that model and say, huh, okay, of course I snapped at my son because I was feeling like I was feeling frustrated because my thought was you shouldn't ask me for, (laughs) like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't hit your friend at school. And this is the fourth time this has happened in two weeks. this is a real example, right? And my son has been having some behavioral issues and it's been been challenging. And I have not shown up as the, what I call my best self. However, I'm always doing the best I can with what I've got. And what I've got at that moment is just my thoughts and my feelings and the tools that I have and I can always expand and grow and practice thinking and feeling different things but it is a waste of my time to look at what I did and how I showed up and feel regret for that and think I should have xyz done better said better showed up differently no a way more useful thought for you to move forward and stay future focused is I'm always doing the best I can with what I've got and In line with that number five which is really similar is the past is perfect right the past is perfect we don't waste our time thinking about things should have been different this shouldn't have happened my this thought the past is perfect it can be really painful for some people to think that especially people who have lost um people that they love and they think like that should not have happened actually find that so much less pain comes when we are able to let in this idea that people are supposed to pass away and that bad things are supposed to happen. It doesn't mean that it always feels good. And it doesn't mean that it's a little bit different than everything happens for a reason. It's like the past is perfect, meaning that, okay, once it's happened, once it happens, that's how we know it was meant to happen because it did. Right. And then now we just get to live our lives and decide what we want to think, what we want to make it mean and how we want to go forward. Like I have no clue when I am going to die or what is going to happen to me circumstantially, but whatever happens, like it will, it will become my past. And then it's perfect. There's no need to um, resist it and move into this new space. So all of that being said, I just want you to say, I want you to know that if you're not fully on board with some of these thoughts, that's okay too. I'm just suggesting them as thoughts that have really helped me and really helped my clients. And I'm offering them to you for you to entertain them and just you know, play with them, try them on for a little bit. And then if you decide that this thought doesn't work for you, it's not serving you drop it. No big deal. It's just an option. Okay. So foundational thought number six is I can believe anything about myself that I want to. This was such a permission slip that I collected from my coach, Brooke uh, from scholars, the group coaching program that she runs. And in there, I heard multiple of her trained life coach school coaches before I went through that certification, kind of saying things about themselves that I could tell were new thoughts. Like they just decided they woke up one day and they were like, okay, now I can believe this about myself or about my business or about what's possible. Like for example, you could just wake up and believe I'm now someone who works out. Whereas before you may previously have believed you weren't really a workout person. You could just wake up and decide I'm a morning person. Now, (laughs) if your entire life, you had believed that that wasn't true. How do we know if we're morning people or not? This is something that I, that like still boggles my mind. I think some of us wanted to say like, okay, I'm not naturally more awake in the morning. And sure, there are sleep studies and doctors that have more, there's more to it physiologically. However, there are plenty of people that have rewired themselves based on their lifestyle to decide to wake up early and be happy about it. And I'm one of those people. So yes i wouldn't say that naturally my body is the or my brain is the highest functioning in the morning however i show up in a life that i'm willing to do hard things and uh i was willing to go through that phase where i actively changed my thoughts about the morning changed my thoughts about um, you know, my energy being lower, I didn't make it a big deal. And I decided to just get up anyway. And I also changed the first things that I was doing in the morning to make it feel more natural to me, but more, most importantly, I just decided I was going to believe whatever I wanted to believe about myself. It's the same thing with business. I just decided I'm a person who's organized with my time. Now I'm not, I'm a person who is meticulous with money even though up until that point, I had never, ever, ever believed anything close to that. And I didn't have much evidence in my past to support this new belief. So if you're feeling that right now, like there's something you'd love to believe about yourself, like you'd love to be believe that you're a great public speaker or great at sales or that you are. Uh, a people person, you want to be, but you're not, if that is true, right? Like definitely don't believe something about yourself that you don't want to. Why would you do that? But if there's something about yourself that you would like to change, you have my, my permission. You have permission. The second that you believe this thought that you can believe anything you want, that you want to believe about yourself with zero evidence that it is true. And that thought will create a feeling in you and you will show up differently, and it will turn out to manifest in terms of evidence in your results. You believe you're a person that's great with money, you shall become that person. Your thought needs to come before your results. So that thought number six really blew my mind. I can believe anything about myself that I want to. Thought number seven is really the opposite of a thought, really one of the thoughts that I dropped that changed my life was I don't know when we think I don't know we feel confused and our brain just gets the memo that no longer do we have to search for an answer we don't know got it boss says your little brain cells it's like cool we don't know it, it stops your brain from searching Imagine you just typed I don't know into Google don't use your amazing search engine of a brain by typing in something that's going to have nothing come up. Instead, we get to decide to believe I, I have everything, all of the answers within me, instead of searching outside of us for the answers, other people know, other people know better. Why? Because they have the evidence, they have the results. No, You get to believe, I just said the last thought, you get to believe anything you want to believe about yourself. And you can choose to believe that you have all of the answers already, all the answers that you need. doesn't mean that we don't grow and expand and learn. Of course we do. But we also know that all of that is just expediting and borrowing thoughts from other people that they created in their own brain. And we are just as capable of doing that same thing. So the opposite of, I don't know, when you decide, sure, I'm going to figure it out. Or how can I know? when you rephrase that into a question, your brain continues to get creative and look and search and you create so much more. Okay. Thought number eight is happiness. Isn't the point because actually life is supposed to feel 50, 50. I have had, at least one, maybe two episodes on this concept that the pursuit of happiness is actually something that holds us back <laughs> from a deeper sense of happiness. When we understand that happiness and positive emotions are by design only half of what we're meant to experience, we actually deepen our aliveness. We deepen our connection with ourselves, we deepen our trust that it's going to be okay because we don't make a negative emotion mean that something has gone wrong. Do you ever see someone crying and you're like, what's wrong? What a bizarre thing to say. Because when we say that, what we're implying is that they should not be experiencing whatever negative emotion is causing them to cry. What if we just simply ask what are you feeling? And that was it. And we just understood. Oh, okay. Of course you're crying. Nothing's gone wrong. You're crying because you're feeling this. Why are you feeling this? Is there a thought? Okay, great. Nothing needs to be fixed here. We just get into awareness and we just appreciate wherever we're at. We allow the emotion and we process through it. Yeah. Happiness isn't the point. And that allows us to not feel sad about feeling sad. To not feel guilty about feeling bad to not feel bad about feeling mad okay we instead of double doubling down on our negative emotions by guilt tripping ourselves for having them in the first place which actually keeps us from experiencing the positive emotions that we so desperately want to feel instead when we allow them and we make it so that nothing has actually gone wrong helps us to process through them and get back to neutral so that we can then experience the next positive emotion and the next negative emotion and feel all of it, tap into all of it. Okay. So life is supposed to feel 50, 50. There's nothing wrong with you. If you're currently feeling a negative emotion, perfectly fine. Number nine is giving and receiving are two sides of the same coin. Okay, Uh, this is something that I teach in my other company, Moguls of Infinite Opportunity, uh, that we think of giving sometimes as uh, sacrificing, as giving away, as having less. Right. And we think of receiving sometimes as taking. So we have like some of us have guilt associations with receiving. Some of us has obligation associations with, with giving or we don't feel great before, after, and during the giving and the receiving, when you when you link them together, when you understand that giving is just the first part of receiving and receiving is just the aftermath of giving and kind of that they loop back in the other way as well, you will resist one less, whichever one you're resisting at the moment or whichever one you're not able to tap into. You feel like you have to re- receive first more money before you can give or you feel like you can give but oh it makes you feel cringe when you receive help or um, you know money or assistance in any way from an, from another person it helps you make room for it because you just understand that it's the natural you're allowing someone else to do that amazing feeling thing of giving by receiving it's like if someone offers to pay for the check let them. If someone gives you a compliment, say thank you. Allow for the giving by opening yourself up for receiving. When we resist one, we're also resisting the other. That correlation and that connection is vital. Thought number 10 is it's not what you say or how you say it. It's how you feel when you say it. This can be a really fun thought for when you're about to have a conversation that uh, you feel is a little bit difficult. If you're worried about what the other person is going to think or feel when, when you say it, like, say you're going to ask for a promotion and you're worried that what if they're going to say no, if you feel worried when you're going into that conversation, what comes out of your mouth, even if you practice the perfect script is going to come across in a scarcity way, in a way that is not going to Create the result that you would like to create if you feel completely confident when you go in to ask for a raise it doesn't matter actually the words that you say because the emotion is going to come through and create the result That emotion is the fuel that actually creates the result of you getting to that destination okay so that's all you need is to tap into and people always ask me like okay what do i do what do i say to make this convert this consultation go right right if you're having a uh, discovery calls if you're a coach or or you have discovery calls and you have a service based uh business if how you feel is way more important than what you say okay and then the 11th Thought to make it a nice odd number, <laughs> eleventh foundational thought that will change your life is it doesn't get better than this. And baby, let me tell you, I said that in the episode last week, and I just thought it was a nice roundabout way to end this little list. It doesn't get better than this when we're when we understand that other thought that I gave you that life is supposed to feel 50 50. and when we understand that the, our results don't create our feelings and that life is not going to be better when we have reached this milestone or bought the house or when we're in a relationship or when our divorce is finally processed, or once we have kids or when we, our kids are out of the house, when we realize that none of those things create our feelings. And then it's all our thoughts that create our feelings. And that we don't have to be a rush to get out of whatever feeling we're feeling right now and that it doesn't get better than this. We can stop being in a rush to get wherever there is that we think is better and we can just fully connect to the moment and the life and the stage that we are at no matter what it is, no matter what circumstance is going down, no matter what feeling is happening because we're not promised tomorrow. And even if we are, even if we could guarantee that we we're going to live to hundred, we cannot, I promise you a hundred will not be better than where you are right now. Now you might feel better because you might be thinking a different thought, but you have access to that thought right Now you can transport there to wherever you want to be just by believing and thinking different thoughts right now. All right, my friends, I hope that this was an episode that you took notes during. And <laughs> if not, you can go back and just get yourself a sticky pad and write down all of these 11 thoughts so that you can take them and transform your life with them. I love you. Have a beautiful weekend. Stop to you next week.